Welcome to another episode of Sync and Assist. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, well, welcome. Thank you for giving us a moment of your time, a moment of your day, which you didn't have to. So we appreciate it. And we hope we can make you a returning listener. But if you are a returning listener, well, welcome back. Thank you for making us a part of your weekly routine. This week, like every week, we have yet another really good episode for you all. But this week, unlike every other week, is a milestone episode. We've reached episode 30 of Sync and Assist, and we are going strong. But this week's episode, Brad and I, we discuss how you can't share your vision with everyone because not everyone will understand it. Not everyone will appreciate it or support it. And how you need to have like-minded people around you to lift you up and, and support you. But we also discuss revisiting certain ideas and concepts as a way to process and get through a certain situation and reaching your breakthrough. But before we get into this week's episode, you can find Brad at Bradley Pallone on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RobertDXN. You can find Sync and Assist on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Sync and Assist. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, and Spotify. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so please rate, review, and subscribe. And it wouldn't hurt to share. But let's get right in this week's episode. Episode 30, Sync and Assist. been difficult for me lately is I feel like I've been hashing and rehashing a lot of subject matter um, in my life because I feel like there's something else there we're not touching on you know trying to 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 mine until I I find that gold you know and uh, it hasn't it hasn't been there you know or or I haven't discovered it yet so it's definitely been um, you know, hard for me because, you know, feeling like there's still something there and us doing, having all these, these conversations. And, uh, now we, we've definitely, uh, touched on a lot though in the last few weeks. And, uh, it, it's been very therapeutic for me personally. Yeah. And I think revisiting things like very often, um, to where it's like, it takes up a lot of your mental capacity because it's like it's it's processing it's sorting through your um situation whatever that is whether it be a, a breakup or um a job situation or why things aren't falling into place for you or whatever it is whatever your situation is but whatever it is that you keep going back to um like without going into details, but um someone that we you and I both used to um know, uh when things started to go south and when things did go south and I I saw that person the way that person thought and their thought process and the only conversations that we would have 
were the exact same ones because they were processing it and months and months and months and months would had passed and we were still having those conversations and I wasn't going through the same thing as that person. So to put myself in that person's shoes, um, which I, they were like the same shoe size um, pretty much because <laughs> I I wasn't going through that situation, but I saw it and I was very close to it. Uh, but that person would bring up the exact same thing every, pretty much every time we, um, we, we were together. So it's understandable, but there also comes a point where you have to detach from that and realize that time heals all wounds and sometimes you have to remove detach and remove yourself from a situation or you have to change the situation completely because you have to be the change that you want to see and if there's someone in your life that's being get ready for toxic um yeah (laughs) i know it's an overused word yeah uh, or if you have a job that you don't like or if whatever that situation is change it remove that person or leave that job with you know like prepare for that but like leave that situation or you know whatever it is you have to position yourself to pivot out of that because it is something that can weigh you down over time and in time do you want to grow or do you want to like we were saying before we start recording, <laughs> we say that a lot too. Um, <laughs> but before we start recording, we, we were talking about you know being stuck, and y- you can. So deal- a situation can send you in many different alternative paths, and it's that you know going back to it that you have to think, which path am I going to take? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, and I still struggle with a lot of the same things. Um, you know, for example, when when uh, with two people I know are uh, having an argument uh, and it escalates, um, I tend to just cower in the corner. I'm like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> here's the confrontation, which I hate confrontation. Yeah, I really do. Um, and it, like, I, I feel embarrassed for someone else. Um, like if someone is shouting at another person, I can feel that, uh, feel how that person would be, you know, perceiving it as if it's happening to me. So I, I have that sort of hero complex of sorts where I want to swoop in and like, and save them and stand up for them, but uh, I don't feel like I have the strength to. Um, so I, I mentioned that because you're talking about changing like your your behavior, um, and it's definitely easier said than done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, it'll always be easier said than done. Like you may know the right thing to do, and but doing it is more difficult because you still know that okay, if I, if I do X, Y, Z instead of this other option, then 
the the repercussions right now may be severe. You know, I could lose a friend over it, or I could, you know, be yelled at or made fun of, or I could, um, I, I hate, <laughs> I hate having to, uh, to back up everything I say, because I may not always know the complete reason as to why I say what I say or do what I do, and people in in offensive mode. And someone like me who tend, like, if that's their um, gut reaction to something is to get into offense mode, whereas I'm more passive and I get into defense mode, um, people can easily make me feel like I don't have a right to feel that way because I don't have, I don't even have my reasons lined up. And I can't explain it um, eloquently you know, articulately. So it, it's, for someone like me, it's definitely difficult. Um, and I, I feel like just over the last few weeks with our conversations, though, you know, we were touching on a lot of the same subject matter, um, which I know a lot of people probably need to hear, um, because I think it's been said that uh, someone has to hear something seven times before it actually, like, gets through to them. Um, so, and I, I honestly think it's been about seven episodes since, uh, (laughs) of, of touching on pretty much the same subject about jobs and, uh, relationships and toxicity and, you know, changing your course and stuff like that. So maybe it is finally getting through to ourselves. Um, but whoever has been listening to these prior episodes and this one, um, Hopefully you take something away from it because we, we, we've gotten a lot of feedback as of late. Um, yeah. One, you know, and one comment in particular is that, you know, we, we may have saved someone and I, I love hearing that. And it's also very scary at the same time to hear that because I've been in that situation where someone starts to rely on on me and become codependent yes absolutely and uh codependency is is definitely uh it can be a dangerous thing but i'm also very honored that people are maybe reframing the way they think listening to us um and we we are on episode 30 now so that's a landmark, um, and maybe maybe we'll do something special for fifty. You know, fifty's a big one. Yeah, you know, but uh, thirty. So we we have we have done thirty weeks worth. This is a weekly uh, a weekly show. So um, yeah, I guess I know it's mid episode, but uh, definitely shout out to everybody who's been consistently listening, and uh, and the new listeners as well. Because it word is word is spreading. Yeah. Thank you for coming to our TED talk. <laughs> it's expanding outward. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I and I I do hope it is expanding, and I hope people are taking something away from these episodes as well, because we 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 revisit um 
concepts and situations, discussions, because while it is helping others, um, it's also helping us. And that's why this is a therapeutic podcast because they're, it's only a therapeutic podcast because these are conversations are therapeutic for us to have. Um, and hopefully it is for those of you that are listening. So we revisit these situations and discussions because, like you said, there are things that we still, like, like it feels like there's something missing. Like, so we do try to attack a situation from every single angle. Well, it, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like going to, to, to church. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, a negative and positive, uh, a negative and positive view of religion um on the negative sense um of organized religion or you know church on sundays um which i know we both know a lot about that yeah. but uh the, the negative side of that is that you you could go to church every week for 30 years and hear the same Bible verses over and over in the same interpretation over and over. And, um, it, it's in your, you could, uh, you could have gone 30 years ago and then you return 30 years later and they're still talking about the same stuff. I guess that's a better way to put it, but is that tradition, tradition continuously stays the same. That that's the problem with tradition, is that it, it you don't miss a beat. You could you could miss years worth of of uh, going to Christian church like and then Dragon Ball Z. come back. <laughs> yeah, lots of filler. Yeah, and shows like that. Um, <laughs> they're still powering up, right? Um, but like that's the negative is that you don't really get anything new out of a traditionalist uh, religious. Um, community. However, oftentimes, someone who hears the same thing over and over, if you start to really dive in and dissect it enough, they can grasp a new concept out of an old, uh, out of an old statement. You know, you could take one Bible verse that you've heard all your life and just based on whatever you've gone through recently and you go back to it or you um you say, or you look at a different translation even just one word difference can change your entire view of what that means um which is why I I respect a lot of the more progressive churches that aren't so stuck in the this is what we believe and everything else is a lie kind of way um, and th they seem to be more open to the the progression, hence progressive, <laughs> um, of thought. It's that this verse, as we know now, means this, but like now we're kind of seeing what if it means this? You know it, and I've been kind of coming back to that lately. I've been coming back to some uh, religious concepts and getting something new out of it. Um, I mean, the movies, rewatching movies, it's like you see it with uh, a movie you saw as a kid with 
eyes now. Like the movie Hook, you know, with Robin Williams, like may not be the best movie ever made by any stretch, but as a kid, I didn't quite understand it. You know, I mean, I got, I got what it was about, but seeing it now is like, yeah, there's something there. Like that was inspired, um, just to, about maybe being who you are and forgetting that it's there. There's something um, deep buried in your your past. You shut off who you really are. Is it? I'm not. It, it's a lot like the Matrix too. Is it like? I think if you think you're not the one, um, then you're not. It's like uh, the Oracle, you know, is just kind of like, yeah, you're not. And remember when I first watched that scene, I was like, that's, okay, what? I thought he was. Now now she's saying he's not. And I always thought the Oracle was annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And but I, I saw those movies very young i was pretty young too i think when i saw it so i i didn't see the matrix the same way yeah as i would now yeah it's uh so i guess prove your point right yeah (laughs) um you know so going along that concept of there's something buried in your past and maybe there's more to it and you you've forgotten or is anything really forgotten <laughs> you know is it just in there and we have to dig it up which i think is what we're talking about is it we feel like there's more there that there may be more there but as of right now we're not ready to to put that into our language right now or to completely understand it um you mentioned earlier um what was it called? Uh, there's some type of concept where you may think it's this this day, but the day before, it may have. Oh, um, I was <laughs> once one more time uh, before we start recording. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was saying like because you you said that we were so much smarter that we only use ten percent of our brains and we're so so much smarter than we realize and i was saying that it's kind of like a snowball effect that w- like our our memories that we might not remember what brought us to a certain point in this analogy example i, I said a serial killer that m- maybe someone in elementary school that grew up to become a serial killer maybe that person had one bad day and that was where it that's where it snowballed into that person you know, that's where that person tra- changed and turned. But what if it was the day before when that person stubbed their toe on the corner mm-hmm. and that was a bad day and that led to another bad day and that right. was the turning point. But what if we subconsciously remember that But and that was the turning point as opposed to tomorrow, but it was really the day before. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because like I remember, I remember incidents like they're isolated incidents, mm-hmm. you know, especially for talking middle school and elementary school. Um, like I, I just remember the one day the teacher said this to me, you know, and that hurt my feelings, you know. But it's like, 
but I didn't, I hadn't thought about it where maybe what made me so, um, exposed enough to, to be hurt like that, you know, could have been something that led up to it. Maybe that morning, you know, maybe, um, yeah, like maybe I had like a headache and, uh, and I had a bad dream or something, you know, and then I was already in this like bad mood and my interpretation of what people, it's almost like you could say, um, like someone can talk to you with a tone that they feel is normal, but how you interpret that tone may be like, why are you giving me an attitude? And it's like, wait, I'm not giving you an attitude. Um, that, yeah, that, uh, your interpretation is everything. Yeah. So to someone else, it may not be the case, but for you in that current state, that mood, that whatever happened to you prior to kind of give you that, you know, be in defense mode or be in exposed too much, you know, so your, your interpretation's kind of skewed already, but in even thinking in retrospect, our perception may be skewed of it too. Yeah. Like my, the teacher, you know, in my school may not have really meant as much harm as I thought she did even right now. Like sometimes I think like, yeah, that teacher was, was a little mean, but then it's like, I don't know her backstory. Mm-hmm. What, you know, my, that teacher may have been, you know, struggling with something at home. I don't know. She got yelled at by a, a parent. The Ooh, that day too. before. We don't see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of pressure to being a teacher as well. Yeah. And in this in this case, uh, not only from um, the the uh, the parents, but the the religious the religious structuring too. There's like a hierarchy there. So it wasn't it wasn't a public school, <laughs> private school. <laughs> so so there's like double. Like you, you gotta be, gotta be teaching my kid right. What you teaching my kid, <laughs> you know. And also, you gotta make sure your beliefs are lined up with what we want you to believe as a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> we pledge to a lot of different things too. <laughs> I know it's kind of off on a tangent there, but I thought it was. Uh, thinking back, it's ridiculous how much things we had to like swear to. Uh, like we had the American flag, we had the the Christian flag and we had the Bible <laughs> the hand over your heart, got to recite it, you know, and then proceed to, to Bible class and memorize whole passages of verses. And yes, before you even start math, you know, yeah. so you, you, that, that's right. You, you went to a private school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did you ever go to elementary? I mean, I mean, public. yeah, I'm pretty sure you did No, to a public school. No, and the answer no. is no. Uh, I I was raised in uh, private school, and I uh, on on top of that, I would go to church a couple times a week too. So I was kind of at church school for five days a week and church a couple days a week, and I did like the Wednesday night programs and things like that. So I I was Saturday was the only day that I wasn't at church growing up. It was basically a 
six day a week kind of deal yeah <laughs> you're kind of like surprised like oh man like because you, yeah. you only know me as as you know me now mm. so thinking of of me being like growing up that religious is probably mind-blowing i don't know uh i mean my mom had me in church about every day too um even saturdays i'm sure but um yeah i, I went to public school um but ju- just that, the fact that the two of us went to two different types of school, they're similar but different at, at the same time where I'm sure in your school there was bullying as well. And there was oh, yeah. 100% bullying. I was the person being bullied <laughs> in my public school. So there different places there are different situations but there are similarities and i don't know to kind of go back to the snowball effect that a lot of things are deeply rooted and a a lot of experiences in your um private school could have it could have brought you down one path but if you would have went to say a public school maybe you would have gone down the same path because of their dicks in both but (laughs) But I mean, and same with teachers. I'm, I'm sure in public school, I mean private schools, there are parents that scold teachers the same way as in public. I mean, there, there's two types. You could narrow it down to like two types of parenting. Um, I mean, there's the people that wanted them in Christian school because it's Christian and they're Christian. They want something that aligns with their values. Then there's the others that. Um, they just put them in. They just put them in private school because one, they have money, they can afford it, and their kid's kind of a rebellious kid, and they just want to put them somewhere with a stru- with a harder structure, uh, or they just uh, they just want them to have like a better education because the material is harder. Yeah, I, I think you might have pro- proven one of my points that you're paying for your child to go to this private school. So there's another reason, like there's another layer to it, why a parent may be scolding a teacher because like right. I'm paying you to do this mm-hmm. where in public school, like it's free for the most part, except like senior dues and whatnot. But um, so like we, we were talking before we started recording, three. Um, um, we We were talking about how like the layers and the snowball effect that like, you, you, and you don't know everyone's story that maybe Miss Millen scolded you and you years later became a serial killer. But maybe Miss Millen was yelled at the night before at a, by a parent that that parent's frustrated because Miss Millen didn't teach Johnny, or which is probably, I don't know, maybe that was racist, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. But... <laughs> because Miss Millen didn't teach uh, Johnny how to maybe she told him something or whatever it is and that the parent didn't like but that parent's paying Miss Millen the school to do something and then maybe that parent had a bad day at work because uh, mm-hmm. they were scolded by their manager and that's what adults do they scold each other <laughs> welcome to the real world but yeah um, there are layers to everything, and there are. 
Yeah, and to kind of go back to where we started that you, you kind of see in movies and like TV and in real life, like you come home from work and you, you're talking to your wife while she's, I don't know, settling in because she just got back from work or whatever. And you come home and you're, you're taking off your shoes and you're like taking off your tie like, oh, this, this my manager's been riding me. In. But it's the same thing as yesterday. So we kind of revisit the same things because it's so often and it's what we're going through. But I don't know. There are layers to everything. And I, I guess kind of to go back to something that I said earlier is that you kind of have to change those situations. And when you have a kid in private school and like you're, you have, yeah, there are a lot of things going on. <laughs> there are a lot of, you know, strings. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of red tape to go through. But I, I, I am definitely an advocate of like, you are the, you have to be the change you want to see. And I guess to revisit conversations that we've had before that, and to like beat this dead horse a little more is that that's such a bad expression. Yeah, <laughs> beat a dead horse. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. And I just saw the lobster, um, which is if you've seen that movie, how it, that movie stars this. Oh Lord, it's it's pretty messed up, but it's kind of the same thing. But but the change starts from within, and then it expands outward, and you go change the world around you when you change your perspective. And it's kind of a paying it forward concept, but if you can't change the people at your job or if you can't change the person in your relationship or whatever it is, whatever, or a friendship or anything, maybe you need to change that situation Mm. because if that's what's weighing you down and you're trying to move forward in life and what here's the fourth time before we start recording (laughs) um i I was saying uh, talking about like how you can't share your vision with everyone because and because not everyone's going to be aligned with you and some people aren't going to be willing to accept certain things like there have been times where i've shared um an idea for like an episode of a podcast not this podcast but Prior, podcast. yeah, prior podcast, my my first podcast. Um, and they're like, I don't know, that's that's a bad idea. But like looking back, it was a good idea, and it's probably mm-hmm. an idea we talked about on this podcast. <laughs> but right. yeah, but so you can't share your vision with everyone, and like because some people one will shoot it down, mm-hmm. um, and then there are others that uh, will take your idea. <laughs> Yeah, and there are others that um, I mean they'll they'll support you to a point unless it benefits them on yeah. it. <laughs> and like it's it's a mentality thing. Like you have to have people around you that align with your mentality. Yeah. Because if you're all if you're the one that's being so positive and you're radiating positivity and you you want everyone around you to be positive, but when there's that one negative person that always it has something group down yeah, yeah it has something negative to say and you're so close to that person that can bring you down as well so you kind of have to 
my dad says all the time, weed out the whack, which is an old term. <laughs> <laughs> weed out the whack. Yeah. But uh, like, like we were saying before, um, that that uh, a team is only as strong as its weakest link. And when there is a weak link like in a chain, I'm, I'm sure like in industrial jobs yeah. like where they use chain um <laughs> you you cut that weak link and you replace it with a stronger one for po- positive reinforcement which is a real concept but positive reinforcement is what you need in your life because like where we are right now in life like we need the all the positive reinforcement that we can get because we're going somewhere and we have a direction and we're moving somewhere we're going somewhere, and if we had someone, someone in say our circle that didn't understand it or always had it, I guess maybe want the same thing, but yeah, well, saw it's, it's been it dif- negatively. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely been difficult for me to. Um, I don't know people's intentions. Yeah. So to me, everyone has ulterior motives. So. I'm very. <laughs> You might be a little more yeah, negative about it. No, I don't know. Um, but I, I can't I can't always tell. And if, if I'm not like 100% sure off, right off the bat, um, I, I will hold them at arm's length like right away. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like like a trial period, I guess. Like I'll, I'll try someone out. Amazon <laughs> Just, Prime. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's like if you don't prove to me that that you don't have ulterior motives, then yeah, I, I kind of let you go pretty quick, or I or I won't respond, or I, I don't know. Um, and so and some people can perceive that as like, yeah, like wow, Brad ghosted, or yeah, yeah, like or Brad's an asshole or something. And I know some people think that way. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm just trying to focus my own energy on the things that I'm like really sure about. Um, the rest will follow, I guess. But, yeah. but like it, I just, I don't have time to just a valuable tool. Yeah. I don't have time to spread myself too thin and I don't have time to, to, to try people out for very long and, you know, to make sure their motives are pure. Like I just, yeah. I, I have the relationships right now that I think work and I'm anyone else. I'm just kind of holding arm's length, you know, given, given the, uh, given the old customer service voice too, you know, or <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can't really tell the real me or not. Yeah. Even Jesus had Judas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That is true. <laughs> One of you will betray me. Yeah. <laughs> Not but to say but you Jesus. know what? But I mean, he was a necessary part to the plot, though. Yeah. You know, uh, you you could say, well, this, this person's useless. I don't. I don't agree that people are useless. I don't yeah. think anything's useless. Um, there is a use. But there can be people that are very damning. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you may have needed that person to realize, wow, this person's damning, yeah. and the chain of events. Yeah, and you know they 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 have their own path to go on. I have, I have mine to go on. 
they may not be in that picture. <laughs> but still, that person needed to be there in your life to show you something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, a lot of a lot of people, different groups of people around the world, argue on whose fault is it of, uh, of <laughs> the death of Jesus, <laughs> but. Um, everybody played a part. We'll put it that way. And the point is, we're where we are at now, and we do not the whack. What do you, yeah, <laughs> you know? What are you gonna do from here on out? Yeah, and it it can be very like sound very narcissistic that like, well, I I can't have you in my life because you're bringing me down. But like, it's a it's. It shouldn't be because, like, Oof. you have to have people in your, you know, inner circle, like we say, have your dream team. But, like, you have to have people that understand. You have to lift each other up. And if there's someone bringing you down, then it's necessary to, like, don't be, like, a dick and be, like, bye. But, and just cut them out of your life. But you have to, you know, scale them back and, focus your energy and maybe someone else that does share the same vision. And because when you're going somewhere, you can't have, you know, people slowing you down. Right. Yeah. You, so you have to, you know, cut people out in a way, but yeah. like, don't be a dick about it either. But <laughs> like also know where you're going and know your value, know your worth. And if anyone's, you know, if anyone is sees it differently, then they don't need to be there. Yeah, I mean, it. it I know, like toxic is the word that people are throwing around a lot lately, and so I'm trying to refrain from using that and and you know use other words because uh, if you use something too much, um, <laughs> then it starts to lose its meaning. I need some thesauruses in here. Um, or thesaurus, depending on where you're from. Thesaurus. Um, <laughs> sometimes the southern comes out of me. <laughs> People are like, where are you from? Is it from, from the south of the U.S. of A? <laughs> but, um, but like, you know what? And you can say all day, every day, what... Um, you need to cut out toxic people. Sure. But what about the you know the ones that aren't blatantly toxic necessarily but have the threat of being toxic potentially. Um like to dive into it more, what about the people that um that don't take no for an answer? You know, the people that like you can say, "Nah, I don't I'd rather not hang out at the bar, you know, with you afterward." Oh, come on, why not? You know, it's like no, no, no! Don't pull that like middle school, high school stuff on me. If that like trying to make me feel bad for not going out, or like why not? If you always need a, a an answer, you have to be okay with not having an answer. What if you just don't feel like it? Some of the best movies don't give you answers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, just or just people that you just get vibes about. You're just like I don't know. Some I just I don't think I could hang with them. You know, or their personality is like maybe too. Um, you know, too extroverted for you, or or maybe they're too introverted for you. Like, uh, you, but you gotta respect the the different personality types. You know, 
you don't have to be friends with everybody. And that's no. an issue that a lot of extroverted people have is that they almost feel like it's a like it's a challenge they have to live up to to like be friends with everybody, hang out with yeah. everybody. And it's like, yeah, but what about yourself? Mm-hmm. Like if it, it, some of those people don't have social maturity at all, honestly, is that they've spent their lives since you know um, high school, and they're they're a forty year old still trying to go out, hang with everybody, be cool with everybody. But like, you have the social maturity of a high schooler because you never take a second for yourself. It's always what we doing, what we you know. What about the just resting in the moment? What about the I need me time? What about the let's self-search? You know, introverted people in some ways have that leg up. It's like I have time to to read. I have time to, um, you know, reflect, think about myself, um, some selfish time. But like a lot of extroverted people or 40-year-olds that are, you know, acting like teenagers – because all they know is just people, like, about trying to live up to the expectations of people. It's always, I got to be doing something. It's like, no, you don't have to. You don't have to always be doing something. You don't always have to have everyone like you, or you don't have to like them. And if people don't like you, you're doing something right. You are doing something wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> no, you're doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, I agree with that to an extent. I mean, unless it becomes... But if everyone doesn't like you, then something's wrong. <laughs> you need to look in the mirror. <laughs> and some people are delusional like that. Um, I've lived in a delusion before. Um, I I never... There was a time when I didn't take the blame. Like It's just like, you know, why, why is everyone out to get me? So I start making excuses and... Um, it was it was always other people's problem, and uh, well, I mean, we know people like that too that are like, it's always here's your problem, here's your solution. It's like, well, I didn't elect you to be my my savior, you <laughs> Who know? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you need to do? And like when people start conversations like that, I dip out pretty quick because it's it's like you're already looking at me like. Here's my problems. Let me fix you. And I was like, I, I have that, but in a more, in a more codependent kind of way. Like if I'm in a relationship with somebody, long term, like I do want to fix them, and if they have problems, I, but only fix them in that I'm filling in the gaps of their life. I'm filling in their holes. You know, like things that I shouldn't have to take responsibility for, but I do because I, I love them but it's dangerous to do that. But I'm talking people that are just like, there's an obsessive compulsive disorder uh, that goes beyond just having things, you know, lined up in your house correctly or clean in your house. It's the, it's the people fixers, you know, that that can be very dangerous as well because they feel like their life is spiraling out of control unless they can, offer you solutions that they have it's about them it's not about you at all but they get that validation through you that's that's some dangerous stuff there too like if you've ever dealt with people like that or it's like they're always looking at you with an interrogation factor 
It's always, you know, like, hey, you know, the questions aren't just questions to get to know you. The questions are, like, what can I find that's wrong with you that I can, like, you know, it's like, whoa, you get away from me. Getting some intel. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There's There's a need for people like that in the world. They, they could be great attorneys. They could be great, you know, problem solvers, you know, math, mathematicians. But maybe not a good friend for me. <laughs> <laughs> but on a social level, <laughs> you, might, you might not have many friends. I don't know. And you might be like, well, what's their problem? You know, what's their problem, you know? It's like, no, it's you. <laughs> it's you. Um. But, you know, and the problem with a lot of more introverted people like us, you know, it, it's like we may see our own flaws uh, and us fixing them may may require us like getting out of our comfort zone a little bit, getting out there. Like I hesitate to like go out and meet people because it's like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to bother them. It's like, well, who said you're a bother? <laughs> so <laughs> there's there's the delusional types that can't accept their own problems, but they see it in everyone else. And then you got the people that are like, I am the problem, I am the problem. So why would anyone want to hang with me? (laughs) Two extremes. It's like, look, there's a balance. We've all got issues. Like, let's come together on it. But it's never that simple, honestly. (laughs) And we're definitely covering a lot of ground. Yeah as well i've realized but it it's all to say that that this this podcast is just an outlet for us that we we and we say that because it's true you know and we're we're speaking that out that this this podcast whether we we become a broken record or um, or we say something new, uh, whatever helps you, whatever helps us get through something we're going through in the present moment. Because people need to communicate. <laughs> people yeah. are talking a lot, but they're not really communicating, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of noise out there. But we need to be having real conversations. That's what's going to change the world, you know? Yeah. It's not the roasting on social media that's going to change the world. It's good, though. It's good. <laughs> it's entertaining. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no... <laughs> I was going to give an example of one I saw, but that might be a little too over the top. <laughs> These memes don't hold back. Man. No. <laughs> but... I think that about does it for this week's episode. We we've covered a lot of ground, and we it's we revisit things because we're working through things. And sometimes, when you're on the verge of a breakthrough, you're reminded of things from the past that led to that breakthrough. And sometimes you need to need to look at it from a different perspective. And I've looked, I've looked at things from, like, say, a year ago, from where I am today, and I see change, and I, I see why certain things were necessary. But 
Like you say, sometimes those necessary things are necessary. <laughs> sometimes you need your Judas, and sometimes you, you need to go through certain things to have that breakthrough. Hence, through <laughs> and break. Going through, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we, we've covered a lot of ground in this week's episode. Uh, might be a little longer than others but it's a milestone so let us have our cake and eat it too <laughs> but yeah, right and it's episode 30 so yeah <laughs> the, the last podcast only only reached 30 and we're going strong mm-hmm. so <laughs> we're about to break past that milestone and have more <laughs> but that is it for this week's episode we really hope you took something away from it and we'll see you next week <laughs>